<clears throat> well, I first want to thank the Lord for everything, for his presence, and thank you all very much for Pastor's Appreciation Night. <laughs> Friday night was was very good. It was a, a surprise. It was a surprise, and I. It was good. Good. Everything was so good. You, you, lo you were, you were so beautiful, and the love that came from this church and your support, and I thank you for what God has done, and uh, we're so glad to see you, John. We're glad to have you, sir. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy. We're glad to have you. Glad you you um, you were able to come to be with us. And uh, got, glad to have everyone here this morning. And I, again, back to um, what I was saying about Friday night was awesome. And I um, I'm glad that you all show your appreciation and because a prophet is not honoring his own country. I've been out here 27 years, so this is my country. And I love and honor the, the people of this church, what you've done over the years, and coming out, cleaning this church, making it so nice, inside, outside. I do thank you all for the labor and the love and your support. We, we are glad for all that you're doing. Your love, I can feel it. And that's why God is blessing you and blessing us so much. Boy. The songs from the choir, you're doing so good. Worship and Sister <laughs> Sister Joy, you're doing such an awesome, along with others, uh, such an awesome job. And we thank God for you, thank God for you all and your faithfulness to this church and not only to the church as a building, but uh, uh, a church wherein um, we realize that we we're living in the close of the um, age when Jesus Christ is coming back. That is our hope. We have no other uh, hope but in the return of Jesus and the love that God is putting in our hearts. And you're, re you're realizing it's not just going to a building, but there's a change that must be done inside of your heart. You're, you're finding it out. It's not just hearing somebody scream and drum and shout. But there has to be a work done in your life. Someone has to plow the feel of your heart. See, and that's why when you stand up, you can um, open up the Bible and you can use such tremendous scriptures. Okay? Uh, uh, as Sister Joni stood up here, she didn't know she was going to stand up. And uh, But wasn't that a wonderful scripture that she... She was able to, to turn uh, to the scriptures and, and expound to us. That's powerful. Parts of that powerful chapter because that is a powerful chapter. And I have, I have, I have not I've been able to read that chapter for a while. But um, uh, by Sister Joni standing up, that just inspired me. And I, I, I was really blessed. And, and I am really blessed from listening to to the the words 
this is a Bible church. Last week we had these young 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 sisters, and how beautiful it uh, it was they were in expounding. Brother Andrew, when he gets up, or his wife, or any one of you gets up on your feet, how much Sister Joy also sending this message with songs and preaching all the way to the Philippines. And you have been a blessing, and I thank God for you all. And this is a wonderful morning. It's a beautiful. I, I couldn't wait to come to the house of God. And um, you know that that scripture that Sister Joni uh, quoted there is actually too good to ignore or to move on from that scripture. Wouldn't you say that uh, what, what, uh, what would we miss if we just move on? Uh, because it looked like the Lord wants to, you know, kind of stay there a little bit. You know, you have to understand that God, uh, God many times, um, many times give us little hints. You come to church and, and uh, he hints the pastor. He's not even thinking that, but he said, can we go there today? Uh, I know you've got other places you want to go. We're dealing with Matthew. We'll get back there. Matthew chapter 30. The net, uh, we're that far, the net that's cast into the sea. And believe it or not, you're, you're, in, the, you're in that net. All of us is in the net. Okay? Uh, a net, the kingdom of heaven is like a net cast into the sea. What sea? Not the sea just down there, but it's the sea of humanity. See? The sea. And where are we heading? To eternity. See? The shore. See? And then the good ones and the bad ones. Yeah, everybody's in the net. You cannot go back from where you came. You have to go forward. You cannot reverse your years. Nobody can. You cannot even go back to yesterday. See, we have to keep going forward. And then the net keep pulling us to the shores of eternity. That's the second advent of Christ when the good ones are picked out. Okay, and the bad ones. And there's like the sheep and the goat. Some will on the right, some on the left. Some will be cast back out. See, they cannot be a part of the kingdom of God. So that's why you come to church to hear this. Now, if all you had to do was to read the Bible, Okay, anybody can do that. You would not need a pastor. You would not even need a church because you would just take up your Bible and read the Bible. But how can they hear? That word hearing is hearing with understanding without a pastor, without a minister, without a teacher. See, someone has to have insight to know what that scripture means, to know what God is saying. Otherwise, God would speak and nobody would know. So what God does is that he speaks, then he gives you interpreters of what he's saying. So you can understand the mind of God. So chapter uh, 44 of Isaiah, and I just want to, can I just go a little quickly through most of it? It's, uh, it has 20, 28 verses, uh, but it's a beautiful chapter, okay? With God dealing with um, Israel, uh, the blessings of God upon Israel. Isaiah was a Tremendous prophet, the son of Amos. And uh, he prophesied in the time of several kings. And um, uh, he warned Israel about the, um, the uh, carrying away into captivity by the Assyrians and all of these. These prophets were great men of God. And But the Israelites and the 
children of Judah would not listen to their prophets. We have the same problem today that people just want a little shout and a little drum and excitement. But uh, what do you know about God? See, you can, you can change church, but you cannot change the ignorance that's in our life. See, yeah, and the only way to do that is to sit down and hear what the Spirit has to say. See, you can go somewhere and do something else, but you still don't know the Word of God. See, changing, um, changing benches doesn't mean I know the Word of God. See, I have to get down and study, and it takes a while to hear. See, and if you, can't, uh, if you cannot settle down to the Word of God now, when are you going to do it? When you get to heaven? You'll never get to heaven. See, so this morning was such a, a wonderful, um, go, uh, uh, go up to verse 1. Uh, wonderful. And let me, can I just go through that since he, it was presented to us? Or would you all want us to just move on? Or can we just go, every part of the Bible is very important, okay? And why did this uh, chapter uh, come up this morning? Why is it here on the table? <clears throat> why is it up before us? So we want to ask God to bless us. And you can read on the board because it will be up there. And I will go and, um, <coughs> excuse me, as, as uh, uh, kind of quickly as I can. So, but still, um, you can understand. Uh, uh, he said, um, yet now here, that's the Lord calling the, um, the Lord calling the Israelites to attention, to listen. Very important to hear what the, um, what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Yet now here, are you here? Are you God? Uh, has God got your attention? Are you going to listen? Yet here, see uh, if someone is speaking and you um, uh, you're not listening, they said, "Are you hearing me?" Right? Are you listening? That means, do you understand what I'm saying? The worst thing you can do to somebody is when they're speaking to you, you insult them or ignore them. You know that? You're not listening. You, you, uh, you, um, in, in our days that they're preaching, but you're on your computer or you're on your phone and you never look at them. You know, oh, oh, I'm listening. But it's more than that. They have to have your eye contact. They've got to have every part of you. And you don't hear with just a part of you. So, and, and that spirit has crept into the church. See, because of a lot of modern equipments and you can be on your texting or you haven't heard a word. You've been to church. And that happens time and time again. So he said, now, yet now, here, right now, not tomorrow. See, right now. See, God wants to get our attention this morning. So he's never had your attention. What have you given your attention to? The world? To something else? To uh, sports? Has sports gotten most of you? The business world? And that nothing wrong with business or anything like that. But God needs the most and the best part of us. And he said, yet now hear, O Jacob, my servants. We are servants of God. said, and Israel. See, Jacob and Israel uh, is the same. You have to understand. Okay, God speaking to, to them. said, whom I have chosen. Who chose them? It was God. So God chose them, and yet they were not listening. It's like you have children. Our children are born, and then your children doesn't listen to you. You, you know your kids doesn't always listen to you. Mm -hmm. uh, hey, from from they were born, and you try, they're under your control, and you tell them, but sometimes they obey you, but not willingly. You know, just because they know that they get a spanking. 
But watch when they grow up, see if they're going to obey you all the time. And they tell you that they grow up. Well, God raised up children also. God has children. Would you say that they listen to God all the time or they didn't listen to God? See, what happened to Israel went in rebellion because they would not hear. See, and because they would not hear, they did not have faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the Lord says, hear me. And once you hear me, your faith will begin to grow. Okay, faith cometh by hearing. Hearing what? Not gossips, not just what the television news tell you, but what the spirit is saying to the churches. What the word of God, like we heard this morning. When Sister Journey, Joni was um, uh, reading that section of scripture from this chapter. We heard that. That's why I'm standing right here. And the Lord touched my heart and said, just go over it so the people will uh, uh, understand that I'm speaking. He says that I have chosen. Whom I have chosen. See, God chose them and yet they didn't hear him. Has God chosen you? Has God chosen you? Yeah. Are you hearing him or you hear somebody else? Imagine God's the one that chose you. And yet you give your hearing to somebody else. Instead of listening to God, you're listening to somebody else. As if they can change you. The next verse says, um, thus said the Lord that made thee. Oh, wow. Uh, God made you, right? If God made you, thus said the Lord that made you. Aren't you glad? Huh? Or you just sit there and say, oh, yes, yes, I know he made me. Oh, yes. But he said, he said, thus said the Lord that made thee and formed thee. When did he do that? When did he do that? From your, can you read it? From the womb. Who formed you from the womb? So really, you're not your home. From the womb, God formed you. And you belong to the Lord from the womb, which will keep, I mean, which will help thee. Okay, fear not. What a comfort. Whatever you're going through, the doctor might have told you that you've got a terminal sickness. Or you've got a bad report. What do you do? And fear grip you right away. But did you know the God who formed you is the same God that can bring you through? The same God that formed you can bring you through. He says that which will help thee. Fear not, O Jacob. That's Israel. Jacob. Israel and Jacob, my servant. And thou, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. Now you see that word, Jeshurun? And somebody just read over. But that's Israel. Now, Jeshurun was like a, have you ever given uh, a child a pet name? Okay. Uh, like if they're William, they're William, you call them Bill or so. So, Jeshurun was like a, well, should I say a pet name given to Israel? A nickname. That's good. It's a nickname that was given to, uh, to Israel. But the time, if you, you know the scriptures, Jeshurun walks fat. That means they increased and forgot God. You know, that nickname child is got uh, uh, so big and increasing goods that they forgot God. So God loved them in so much that uh, not he was now calling them even by their nickname. Okay, Jeshurun, uh, a nickname. Uh, instead of saying William, he said, come on, Bill. You know, you're just uh, showing and express through that name the love that you have. And that God was doing it for, for his people. Uh, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. Number three, move on. Said, for I will pour water. But look at this. Look at this. It's beautiful now. You ought to shout if you read it. Let's all read it loud. For I will pour water him upon him. That is what? Thirsty. And you see, uh, let's pause there a little. I will pour water 
and him that is thirsty. We know that the water is the Holy Spirit. And God said, I will pour my spirit, okay, the water of my spirit upon him that's thirsty. And you, you skip over into Revelation. What happened? Uh, the same thirsty ones that God is inviting them and to give them and to lead them by rivers of a, of a fountain of living water. And they will hunger and thirst no more. When you're thirsty for God, here's what God will do for you. God's not going to just pour revival in you when you're not thirsty. Somebody say, why don't we have a revival? Why don't you get hungry? See, why don't you get thirsty? Because that's what God said. I will pour water. That's the water of the Holy Spirit on him that is thirsty. You've got to be thirsty. He that hungereth and thirsteth after righteousness shall be filled. I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. Oh God, when you pray, you're so thirsty for God. You get it? You're so thirsty for God. And you watch that and you guard your thirst. You guard your spirit. And the more you reach out for God, the more you get uh, thirsty for God is the more that he will give you. And he told the woman by the well, he said, if you drink that water, you'll thirst again. Okay? And you can be thirsting for the wrong things. You can be thirsting for the things that are of this world. You love the world. And you're craving after the world. But where are those that are thirsting after God? Like this, was it a song says or a scripture? David says, as the heart panted after the water brooks, so panted my soul after thee, O God. My heart and my flesh cried out for God. I said, yea, for the living God. When you get to the place where you begin to thirsting for God, Hallelujah. You can't wait to come to church. You cannot wait. It doesn't matter who is in church. But you are thirsting for God. Have you ever been there? Huh? Where all you want is Jesus. You just want some time to be shut in. Alone. You don't. A lot of people don't like to be alone. Sometimes I, I don't like to be alone. I want to hear somebody coming up the steps. Footsteps or knock on the door. To have a little human conversation. But did you know your best time is when. Oh God give you. That time for yourself and you get down and you have some hours for yourself. You don't have to worry about the world. But oh Jesus, Jesus comes in and you're there and he's more precious than silver. He's more precious than gold. Did you know that? Huh? It's powerful. For I will pour water at him that is thirsty. You've got to get thirsty for God. And that's what, uh, that's what this world needs. It needs uh, people, the church needs that, that are thirsting. For God, my soul thirsted for God as the heart panted after the water broke. So panted my soul after the, oh God, I will pour water and him that are thirsty. And what else? And floods. Look at that. You know what a flood is? Hmm? Floods upon a dry ground. That's you. It's not out there. It's you. See, it's your life. It's your soul that's thirsty for God and you're hungry for God. And God said, I'll pour water on you. That's the water of the word. That's the water of the spirit. That's what's happening right now. See, a, 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 a floodgate is open this morning. And we're tapping into it. See, look where, it, look where it's leading us. What Sister Joni um, uh, got up and, and God used her. Look where we're going right now. Water is coming out, isn't it? Uh, do you feel that? Water uh, upon him that is thirsty and floods. A flood is a powerful, will wash you away. Washed away all of the iniquity and the sins and your fears. And I'll put floods upon the dry ground. Have you ever seen a place dry and the water come down? 
and begin to flood. Huh? Floods upon the dry ground. That's your life. Okay? God used natural things like Matthew 13, the parables, to really get to us. Okay? A sower that went out to sow, but it's your heart that is sowing the seed in. This morning, I'm sowing into your heart. And this word, if you hold on to it, nobody can take it away or deceive you. And floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit. What? What? My Holy Spirit. When did, he, when did he pour his spirit upon you? When you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And all you have to do is just keep building it. Amen. Just spending time and feeding it. And you find that fire will just get brighter. And that thirst will get greater. Amen. But if you neglect it. And you're too busy. And you, you have more time for everything else. You spend more time with others. Than you do with God. What's going to happen to you? You will go dry. It's a dry ground. And the reason why they became dry. Was because they neglected God. And they spent more time with the human. Than they did with God. They were more interested in television. And movies. And sports. And what's going on in the world. Politics. Than they were with God. But you find a man or a woman. That will spend time with the Bible. With the word of God. What are they doing? What are they doing? They're plowing that soil. And you're getting it ready. For the rain that's coming. He says. That's what the Bible says. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed. The seed is your, uh, your children. Okay. We go out there and you sow seeds upon the field. But you need rain. You need water. Okay. What am I doing now? I'm, I'm, I'm sowing seeds. That's what God says. I'll give your children seeds. Okay. But here you are this morning. What am I doing? I'm scattering seeds upon your heart. And God says as you, as you receive those, tree, those seeds and good ground. I will open up the windows of heaven and pour the spirit upon you, right? I will pour my spirit upon thy seed, upon you and your children, children's children, and upon thy seed, and my blessing upon thine offspring, even up your offspring, your children, your grandchildren, your great, great, even when you're dead and gone like Abraham, God is still blessing you. Is that awesome? But it begins with a thirst. It begins with hearing what God has to say. It begins with obeying God. Uh, 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 it develops faith. And I will do this if you do this. If you hear me, if you listen to me, I will pour out my spirit upon you. If you're hungry and thirsting after righteousness, I will do this for you. But if you're not, then you will find that you get dry and you blame the preacher. Oh, why is he making me... Uh, uh, are giving me a revival. Preachers doesn't say revival. If you get a revival from a preacher, it's flesh, it's faith. See, it comes from the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Now I I, I rejoice because he said I, I I pour it upon my seed, upon thy seed, and upon and and my blessing upon your offspring. Can you imagine? That's what God says. So you might not see it now with your living natural eyes while you're here. Like Abraham died, he didn't see most of the blessing. He didn't see that. But he believed God. And you might not see the blessing on your children because when you look at them, you said, oh my God, it's, uh, uh, there, there's got to be a God to save them. Because in the natural, it's impossible. See, you talk to them. You, have you ever witnessed to your children? Have you ever talked to your children? Huh? And then what happened? Nothing is going on. Many have talked to their children and nothing happened. See, but when you look at the promises of God, God said, I'm going to do it. 
Amen. I'll be the one that do it. I will pour my spirit upon them. He didn't say that they have to volunteer and they have to uh, turn over to me. No. God said I'm going to do the impossible. See? God didn't say, well, if they turn to me, I'll give them none. No. God said I'll pour if you will turn to me. If you will hear my word. If you will listen to me. That's all. The most important thing is that you listening. You hear it. Okay? Not even your children. And God said, because of this, I pour water and him that is thirsty. And I give your children and your offspring a blessing. I believe the word of God. I believe the word of God. And they shall not notice what happened. What, what happened when you water a garden? And tell me. Anybody that do gardening knows that. What happened? Hmm? Those flowers uh, that was hanging over. Uh, looking all dead and dry. What happened when you begin to. Even, even in summertime. If you give them water, what happened? See, they spring up. But the Lord said, this is what's going to happen. See, when I pour my spirit upon you, and they shall spring up as among the grass, as willows by the water course. Praise God, my. You know, like, if you go and see all those grass and those plants that's right beside the river, the river bank, what happened? They're always lush and green. And, and so, God said, that's the way you are. That's the way you will be. That's the way your life will be if you'll trust me. Amen. God, Do you know God can do all things? God cannot fail. Yeah. But he can do all things. God can raise the poor up. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you're going through. God can bless you. Amen. So in verse 5, uh, one shall say. Okay, listen. Listen to this. One shall say, oh, I'm the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm the Lord. And another shall call himself by the name of Jacob. Somebody said, I'm a, I'm a Jew. I'm an Israelite. I'm from the tribe of uh, Benjamin or whatever. Uh, and another shall subscribe uh, with his hand uh, unto the Lord. See, so the word subscribing has uh, been there for a long time. Uh, into the hand of the Lord. And surname, notice here. And surname himself by the name of an Israelite. All right. So here you, you might be John Brown. Okay, or you might be Joseph Smith, or uh, forget, you know, I'm just picking names, okay? Or Mary Lou, or whatever, I'm picking names. But now, it would be not no more Mary Lou, but it would be Mary Israel, okay? So you would be Joni Israel, it's a surname, that's a surname. Say, no, no, uh, uh, aren't you Rosie Wedderburn? Uh, 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 yes, I'm Rosie, but I'm not Wedderburn anymore, I'm Rosie Israel. See, that you took the surname. So you're going in the kingdom, but your name, a new name, your name is changed. And now who are you? I'm an Israelite. I'm Rosie, uh, I'm Harold Israel. See, you will surname. What's the surname? You're going to have a new surname because we belong to Abraham. We're Abraham's seed. Amen. We belong to um, Israel. So what? And, and they will surname himself by the name of what? Israel. You see the kingdom, how powerful it will be? Huh? And verse 6 says, that's sorry, verse 6, uh, thus said the Lord, the King of Israel, and his redeemer, and, and his redeemer, the Lord of hosts, the King of Israel, and his redeemer. That's Jesus Christ. He's a redeemer, isn't he? And he's also a king. And what is he saying? I am. Uh, have we read that in the New Testament? Have we read that in Revelation? Uh, I am the what? First. And the last. That means I'm the Alpha. And the, isn't God wonderful? 
the beginning and the ending, is the same God that spoke here, that's speaking in Revelation, so we are right on. I am the first and I am the last. And beside me, lift your hands and praise him, there is no God. Beside me, there is no God. So you don't have to look anywhere. Somebody said, come over here, we've got God where? We've got him here. See, beside me, there is no God. Beside me. And if Israel, if Israel has un understood, you go on in the rest of the chapter, that you find out they would not have turned to wood and stones and idols. But they didn't believe that. See, when the Lord said that, uh, thus said the Lord, the king, he revealed himself. I'm the king and I'm the redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first and I'm the last. There's nobody else. I'm the beginning and the ending, right? He said, and beside me, beside me, there is no God. They should have believed that. But they didn't believe it. They should have accepted it and believe it. And they would not be led in captivity and be led, as you read the rest of the chapter, into idol worship. It's because they couldn't believe the word of God and they missed it and they couldn't understand. Then they went to wood and stones and, and begin to worship all kind of idols. That's what happened to us today. If you can believe that there's only one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, you'll never bow down uh, to wood or stone. You'll never miss God, but you will love the Lord. And you'll have the water, in pour water upon you. And you will never thirst anymore. Amen. Upon your dry ground. Amen. You'll not be so dry, but you'll be able to praise God and lift your hands up and shout glory to God because God's on your side. Hallelujah, somebody. Do you feel the Lord? Amen. And who, as I, shall call and shall declare it and set it in order for me since I appointed the ancient people. The ancient people are Israel. Israelite. God appointed them, remember? The ancient people. Uh, uh, he appointed them. Just like you and I were appointed. By God chosen in him before the foundation of the world. And where did you come from? Chosen in him from everlasting. The ancient people. Said so since I appointed the ancient people. And the things that are coming. Right. Past. Present. Future. The ones that are past. Did he save the ancient prophets? Huh? In the past. Is he saving you today? The same God that stood with Isaiah. Jeremiah is with you right now. That's why you don't have to worry. If you listen to these words. Beautiful words. And let them go down in your heart. You never have to worry. He appointed the ancient people. And where do you come from? We came from everlasting. And before I formed you in the belly. I knew you. And you were chosen in him. Ancient people. You're not just today. We're, we came through Christ. In him we live. Oh this church ought to shout this morning. You see the lesson God has given us. Now if you didn't have a teacher. How would you understand this? Eh? Look here I can't even finish it. What a big portion that God put before us. He said I appointed the ancient people. Oh my. He said that. Uh, and the things that are what? Coming, what are coming? You're talking about it also, the kingdom, didn't you? The first resurrection. The things that are coming. Hey? 
we, we're not worrying. If you notice that, I don't get excited and worry about whether we're going through the tribulation or not. You know, and uh, or, uh, about Matthew 24, about the things that are coming up on the world. As the days of Sodom and Gomorrah and the days of Noah. I don't get very excited about that. You know why? Because I know that he that keepeth Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. I know that he's carrying you from everlasting. And if you are in, in, in Christ, we live and move. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. You will never, nothing can shake you. If you get that, you won't have to be afraid whether the church is going through the tribulation or not. Or the great tribulation. Or to get all excited and that's supposed to be uh, what we prophesy about. Because that's all we know. We know. See, we don't know the rest of the scriptures. But the, the Bible is a beautiful book. All of it. That you need to know. You cannot just turn to Matthew 24 and understand the scripture. Neither Revelation chapter 13. See, you've got to understand the whole book, the layout, and get the mind of God all over the Bible to begin to understand it. So somebody said, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's interpret and tell the saints why it's more than just them knowing. Uh, because if you don't make changes and get ready, the bride made herself ready. And you've got to get the spots out of your life and the wrinkles. Otherwise, you'll never be uh, in the bride or in the first resurrection anyhow. Said and. He says, and the things that are coming and shall come and shall come, let them show unto you. See, God says, all right now, let's go into like a contest. Uh, I'm telling you things that are past. And I'm telling you things that are future. Now, he said, you bring me your prophets. Bring me your wise men. And let them tell you what I just told you. Let them explain to you what the future is like. Tell, let, let them tell you what tomorrow or what the future is going to be. Let them explain the word of God. Uh, let them explain. Not just. You see we, uh, we have special parts of scripture. And we memorize a few verses. And a few chapters. And we are supposed to be great. But what about all of the Bible. Uh, man shall not live by uh, bread alone. But by every word. How many? That meaning Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua. All of those places that are those funny names. By every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. You get that? And everywhere of the scripture become open to you. Okay. A verse 9. Verse 8. Fear ye not. What a comfort. Neither be afraid. Have not I told thee from that time. And have declared it. Ye are even my witnesses. That's what we're doing right now. We are the witnesses. God didn't appoint you. You're not a witness. You can preach. And you can shump. And you can, but if God didn't do it, you got nothing at all. You have not, you just waste your time. Because remember now, we are all going to be pulled to shore in the net. Okay? When we pull to shore, that's when God will separate us. Yeah, the church is not. The church is just um, a vehicle that's taking us to the kingdom. See, the net that's cast out into the sea. And is there, uh, is there a God beside me? No. No. Would you be so ignorant to go out and say, and begin to search for another God? There's no other God. And he asks you, is there a God beside me? Anybody know? Is there another God? Huh? So are you, if I'm worshipping the true and living God, who are you worshipping? Huh? And you don't have, the, you don't have, God never appoints you to tell, uh, where, you know, whether I'm worshipping God or you, this one's worshipping God. It's God that makes the decision. See? And it says that, is there a God beside me? 
I don't know of any. Do you? Huh? Do you? Yay. And he answered it for you because some people do. You know, like when Elijah asked them. Why halt he among two opinions? They didn't know. You know, many of them didn't know. So here now, God answered it for them. God answered it for you. What did God say? There is no God. And I said, I know not one. So I, I know not any. So I can show you something that God doesn't know. Somebody said, God knows everything. No, he does not. Oh, God knows everything. No, he does not. He does not know any other God beside himself. Somebody say amen. That's what he said. Am I right? Is there a, is, is there a God beside me? I, so if there is no other God beside him, why are you upset? Why are you so nervous? Why are you afraid? There is only one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Is there another God? So why don't you serve him if he's the only God? Why don't you love him? Why don't you praise him? Why are you in doubt? Why you let somebody play with your mind? If you're in doubt, if there is only one God, why are you dragging your feet? When God said, I don't know of any. That's something to shout about. When somebody telling you about a strange God and what they have for you. Said, God told me that there's only one and I have him. I don't have to search for another one. Oh my God, I feel like, what a scripture. I feel like shouting. Is there any other God beside the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? I know not of any. I didn't hear you. Why didn't hear you? And when you've got the God of Israel, happy is that people who know the God of Israel. Verse 9. They that make a grave. You know, you understand how he, he begin to declare to you that there's no other God beside him? What, a, how he, what he has for you, for your children, your offspring. And now he begin to move you and begin to show you, okay, the ignorance and the folly of those that make graven image. Those that turn against God. That, those that begin to search for new gods and, oh, we want something else. Oh, we, uh, we haven't found it. But you haven't listened to the word. You're not studying the word. It's not in a man. It's in the word of God. And you put away the word of God and you begin to look at man, personality. Well, I don't like that one. I like this one better. It's not that way. It's God. Christ in you. The hope of glory. They that make a graven image are all of them vanity. That means you're just like the graven image. The one that molded it, idols, wood, carved it out. And their delectable things shall not profit. And they are their own witness. They're witnessing to themselves. Look how, said, look at me, how good a preacher I am. I'm anointed. Look at me, how powerful I am. I'm a powerful man of God. I'm a miracle worker. I'm going to shake the town. Look at me. I'm a wonder. I'm a New Testament wonder. Look at me. They witness to themselves. They bear witness. My God, guess who's coming to town? I'm going to shake this. I'm going to shake that. You can't even shake the dandruff out of your hair. Or you'll see, you can't even shake the dust off your shoes. It's not by might, nor by power. 
but by my spirit, said the Lord. And if God doesn't help you, you'll never be helped. I don't care if you get thousands of dollars and many the whole town or city. That doesn't change things. Because we have to head to the kingdom. And that's where the determination is made. Not because I say it or you say it. Oh, I feel good, don't you? Huh? But this is what it says. Huh? And they are their own witnesses. You know, you begin to advertise yourself. You print the magazine. You print Facebook. It's, hey, guess, look at me. I'm coming, the miracle worker. Your own witness. You're testifying. You're advertising yourself. But when the Holy Ghost advertises you, it doesn't matter if you're in the cave. You're going to hear the sound of the mighty rustling in the mulberry tree. You're going to hear the rocks and the earthquake and the wind. But then you're going to hear the still small voice. They're their own witnesses. They advertise themselves. Look at me. I'm precious, didn't he? Look at me. I'm the one that you need. Oh, you guys never had a church before me. Look at me now. I come to town. Aren't you coming out to see me? The wonder of God. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. So it's not Christ anymore. It's you. Are you with me now? How did we get this verse today, this chapter? Because God has a message for us. What a beautiful chapter. You don't have to advertise yourself. God will speak for you. The word. Oh, you all say amen there. That's beautiful, isn't it? They see not. What? You don't see the truth. I can quote the Bible, but I don't see the word of God. I don't see the truth. They see not. No, no. They don't see and they don't know. That they may be ashamed. Ashamed what? Ashamed. Not just, but ashamed in the final resurrection. That they'll come up in the resurrection of shame. That they may be ashamed. Ashamed is not just a mean cover because that you don't have shame. But ashamed means that you change your position when you could have been the first resurrection to the final resurrection. That's a resurrection of shame. Hmm? There's a resurrection of life. But there's one of condemnation. He says that they may be ashamed. When are they going to be ashamed? In the final resurrection. Ten. Who have. Who had formed a God. Look at Little G. Idol. Who had formed a God. Now remember now. I didn't, I didn't write this book. And I didn't study the book. When I said that chapter. Before I come down. I didn't know until I sat here. And Joni read it and God, Lord, showed me that's what he wanted me to go. I, did, I haven't even read the whole chapter for a long time. But because it's in your heart. Because you study the Bible when you need it, God can take you anywhere in the scriptures. Do you like that? Are you getting it now? Are you beginning to understand? Huh? I, I could spend all day in that, that chapter. Writing a book in that chapter. Look at it. Eh? He said, who had formed a God? Who? There are many ways to form a idol. You can make idol out of men. Or molten a graven image. That is profitable. Can you imagine? Profitable. But then the Lord said for nothing. How would he like to say? Oh man you made a great increase. By not getting anything. 
Profitable. For nothing. So that's why you end up in the final resurrection. Because what you've done. Your work. Is profitable. For nothing. 11. Behold. Let me hurry. Behold. All his fellows. Shall be ashamed. That means everyone that follow you will be ashamed. His fellows. Followers. And the workmen. They are of men. Let them be gathered together. Let them stand up. Yet they shall fear. And they shall be ashamed together. What a scripture. You didn't know that, eh? God speaks. God gave us that word this morning. That's a message for God. If you don't think God with this church or God speaking, you're wrong. Huh? You doubt? It's God gave us this. And not only God gave us, but God gave me the interpretation. Right on my feet. You didn't say, well, Sister Joni, did you call me and tell me what chapter? I didn't know you were going to say something, Sister Rosie. From and this person. Let Sister Joni say something. She came up with this chapter. And while she's reading, it was so good. And the Lord said, that's it. Hmm? That's it. Because you know, I am thinking all day yesterday about Matthew 13. And the Lord, I wasn't thinking about Isaiah chapter 44. But look what God had in it. A warning, a word. No better. It doesn't get any better than me. But God is showing you the roadmap for this church. God said this is the way walking in it. And God said you don't have to witness. You don't have to be your own witness. The Holy Ghost is our witness. Did he say that? I don't have to get on, on, the, on, the, on the YouTube, Facebook, and all these media, TV, whatever. I beg you to publish how great I am in town. You know why? Because God sees and God knows. And the end is at the final resurrection or the first resurrection. Which one? I don't want to be ashamed. I don't want to be in the resurrection of shame. Okay? The smith, verse 12. Look at this. Let's go down. Uh, the smith with the thong both worketh in the coals and fashioneth it with hammers. And work it with the strength of his, that means human strength. He gets there and begins to beat out something. You can get the human strength. Let's see if God going to help you. Let's see who God is helping. You get there and you put the coal and the fire begin to beat out an instrument for the first resurrection. You know, but you're using your strength. You're using your wisdom. You're using your own knowledge. He worked it with the strength of his arm. Not by mine. Not by power. So your strength is you doing it. Yea. He is hungry. And his strength faileth. He drinketh no water. And is faint. So the hen. You, come, you start powerful and powerful. And smash everything. But the longer. Huh? Have you ever seen somebody start running fast. And when they get certain. Huh? The marathon. It's a marathon. They start to, and everybody else who was in the back begin to pass them, and they just peel off by the wayside. That's what the Lord said, because you're, you, you're using human strength. You don't build a church with human strength. Oh, we're on your side. That doesn't mean anything. If God's not with you, you're in trouble. Or you might be just doing something for the money. Verse 13 says, and I, I remember now, 
is using these examples because a lot of people, they're just smiths and carpenters. They're not anointed preachers. A carpenter, what do you have for a pastor? A smith? What do you have for a carpenter? I mean, a, a, a pastor, a carpenter. And the carpenter stretch out his rules. They know how to stretch out their rules. He, he, he said, he marked it out with a line. Very good. He fitted it with planes and he marked it out with the compass and make it, it after the figure of a band, according to the beauty of a band, that it may remain in the house. What a beautiful pastor. What a beautiful church. But man made. Hey. And when the carpenter makes, he can only put his human knowledge in you. Okay? So you, he measures you. And what happened to you at the end? When he hammered you out, the smith. Okay. I know I changed my smith pastor to a carpenter pastor. And he stretched the rules. But his rules is not enough to reach the shores of eternity and get you the first resurrection. You get that? You got to have a measure that goes beyond the final resurrection. You got to have a measure that goes all the way to eternity. What's measure to you? What do you have? Who's measuring something? A carpenter? A smith? Hmm? What do you have? An apostle Paul, do you have the word of God that measures you from glory to glory? Come on, shout. You getting it? The Smith can anybody can measure you. Come over here. We've got it. But do they have enough measurement to take you to the kingdom? That's what you need. I know you're getting it. You didn't know the scripture was so beautiful. So you got a pastor. So you got a pastor. And you notice I raise my notes. I'm not struggling. I could preach all day in that. And let me go on a little bit. The way it says uh, that it may remain in his house. He said, He heweth him down a cedar. Go, you know, a cedar is a strong tall. So let me get the best. Let me get the best, most educated, smart. And take it, the cypress and the hope. Notice these are the best. Uh, 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 which he strengthened for himself. That no matter how strong human beings are, and they help, you're in trouble if you lean on them. They got the most money. They they're prominent. You know, a lot of people they have a job and they get a few dollars. They get exalted. Uh, you know that. Well, I'll tell the church what to do. No, you won't. If you are in a church that you can run it, and the pastor is afraid, and you tell him what to do, and he listen to you, you better find a you better find a church. You better find a church where the pastor is not hewn out by from cedar wood or metals or carved out of clay. But brother, he's anointed by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Amen. This beautiful man, you ought to shout, you didn't know the Bible was so nice, do you? He heweth him down cedars and taketh the cypress and the hook, which he strengtheneth for himself among the trees of the forest. These are people, a types. Mysteries. He planted an hash, and the rain doeth nourished it. Then shall it be for a man to burn. Look at all that work. You go through all that work, building a church, doing everything, put your money in, you tithe an offering, 
and you start something powerful and you look at what we're going to do, but it's all for burning. It's for the final resurrection. It's for the lake of fire. The tears. Yeah. You, you get that? All of that work you do. Because the fire will prove every man's work. Tell me if I'm preaching. Boy, you can't wait to come back to church again, eh? Say, I'm glad I'm here this morning. Look what God's doing. Look, look come on, you gotta look at God. You know, God's giving you something wonderful. You ought to shout. God said, All of that labor, all of that work you've done, only for the fire. You just fuel for the fire, just firewood. Wood and stubble. But I want to have gold, silver, precious stone. Then shall it be for a man to burn. That's all. Huh? All of that big tree out there, that's all. You're looking at firewood. No good. Yea, he kindled it and bake it bread. That's for cooking. For he will take thereof. All right, look, look, at, look at this here. Look at this. He plants it, he nourishes it. But the, here's what he did. He said, uh, he took part of it to warm himself. That means he put it in the stove, fireplace, winter, and he keeps himself warm. Okay? Yea, he kindled it and baked bread. So some for cooking, some for keeping warm, and some for baking bread. Yea, he make it a god and he worship it. After he is warm and he's eat full, he kneeled on and worshiped the same tree. And worship it. Hallelujah. Reach over there. Bread, 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 bread. Glory. Hallelujah. Reach over there. Warm, 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 warm. Firewood, firewood. Same thing. All of human works. You did it. You plant the tree. You water the tree. You grow the tree. You cut the tree down. You make firewood. You keep yourself warm. And you make a God. It's all about you. Me. My high. Where is God? And he told you. Where is the God that formed you? Jesus. I'm going to. Uh, do you see the word of God? So that's the problem today because we don't have teachers. And the people missed it. And they listened to everything. And they won't sit down and hear what you have to say. Hurry up. Give it to me. You can't get this book in a lifetime. You need eternity. And you're still in the book. So where are you going? I already heard that. Tell me something new. What new? When you haven't even digested what you've heard. Did you know that? They, that you can plant it. You have the same spirit. You never change. Huh? The same wood. Huh? You plant it. You did it. Or you go to church, but everything, it's you. Me, my, high. Where am I? They, they worship it. But let, go back there. Still. Go back to verse. Ready? Yeah. And they worship it. He make it. It. Into a what? A graven image and fall it down there and worship it. It's you, me, I. He said, but I wouldn't do that. Yes, you do. I'll just show you. If God doesn't help you, all of us do it. That's what we do. 
Oh, this, this, this is serious. That's why you need a church to open your eyes. Otherwise, you never get away. You're going to worship idols. You're going to worship yourself. You're going to make mistakes. You need a pastor who will stand and tell you the word. And open up the scriptures to you. Look at that. Did you, are you getting something that you never heard before? You didn't even know it was in the Bible? Are you getting it? Oh, oh what if you didn't come this morning? Or this afternoon? He burned it. He burned part thereof. Notice what he did. He burned part thereof in the fire. With part thereof to eat flesh, to cook. We've covered that. He roasted and is satisfied. Oh my, I'm so successful. Look at me. Yea, he warmed himself and said, ha, ha, ha. I am warm. Ha, ha. Oh, look at my church. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, look at, you know, he rejoiced in his own works. Come on, what a wonderful scripture. You as a pastor, preach it again. When Once you're finished, go back over it again. You're going to be in love with the Bible, right? You say, I, didn't know, I know it was wonderful, but not this wonderful. He warmed himself and says, <laughs> I'm warm, I'm comfortable. Ooh, my, the heat in my car works. My home heating is good. Oh, everything is warm. It's winter time. And I'm just so warm. I got a nice blanket. Everything is fine. And I have food. My refrigerator is full. What a, what a great man I am. Yes. You get that? I'm successful. Are you with me? Hmm? Oh, I had to look around. What a beautiful building we have for church. The seats are all. And look at the choir and the band. Everything is nice and orderly. What a beautiful church. Now, Lord, aren't you happy? I want to present what I've done to you. Is that the way God's going to say, yes, I'm happy? I want. He said, ha, I am warm. I have seen, it's powerful. I have seen what? Oh, we've seen the fire of the Holy Ghost. Come over here. We've got the Holy Ghost. I've seen the fire. We've got the fire. Don't you see the fire, sister? Oh, fire! How come you don't see the fire? You know what? They, they don't have the fire over here, but we've got the fire over here. Come over here. I've seen the fire. But you build it. You made it. You put the wood. You started. You make the bread. It wasn't God. But we want a fire of the Holy Ghost. We want a fire that God built. Oh my God, this is so good. What a church. This is so good. Thank you, Joni. You see when you listen to God and you share? Can I ask you a question? Do you want a fire that somebody built? Mm-hmm. That's what they want you to follow them. Come over here. We've got fire. They don't have anything. But what if you didn't hear this morning? You see what you didn't miss? But you got wiser this morning. Oh, Jesus. Huh? Let me begin to. Because I won't be able to finish it. I know you want me to, but I won't be able to. And, and, the, re, and the residue thereof, that means the remainder of it. They make a God, the leftover. So you got a God that's made over the, out of leftover stuff. But we had a God that's from the beginning, from everlasting, before the foundation of the world. He formed you in the womb. He is God. Not from scrap, leftover material. 
Remember, they, they used to have a movie one time, remember? And one, uh, but the other one, the two boys that, if I call their name, you'd know. Two boys that came from the same mother and father. But one was so tall and the other one was, so he said, I'm the leftover scrap, whatever was with me. That's why I'm so little. Scrapped material, leftover. Oh, if, oh do we have enough leftover to finish it? Let's finish this. You know, let's be, because it let, you build something else from leftover. So you build a God from the pieces that's leftover. Can't give that to God. And the residue thereof, he make it a God, even his graven image, he fall it down unto it and worship it and pray unto it and said, look at that, deliver me for thou art God. To an idol, to wood and stone, deliver me. So it's all human. Let me begin to wind this up. Huh? Verse 18. How many verses is in it? Okay. So I still have 20. I mean still have um, 10. I saved that. They have not known nor understood. Don't know. You see that? You don't go to church and you hear all your life. You don't hear one thing. Somebody said, I've been going there for 20 years and I didn't learn a thing. What? You might be sleeping off at the time. And then the rest of the time you're gossiping and you're listening to somebody else beside the word of God. People got your attention. You run over somebody's house. Huh? Having tea and cake with them and gossip. So you come to church Sunday morning, but Monday you're gossiping. It's going to drain you. See? They have not known nor understood. For he had shut their eyes. What? So they did not bless their eyes. See? He shut it. You know why? Because they shut. They didn't want to hear. They didn't want to see. He shut their eyes that they cannot see. That's right on to the lesson. Blessed are your eyes for they see. Eyes are they, but they see not. So you have eyes, but you can't see spiritually. And their hearts that they cannot understand. They close your heart. The word of God goes forth and you close it. How come someone here and so, how come you, you rejoice at this? What Did you hear the word this morning? Are you rejoicing? Because you've got a heart to see, to, to hear, eyes to see. Okay? I think I've given you enough. I think I've given you enough. Amen? I hope you've enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed. Brother, say something. Praise God. We'll, we'll get the rest maybe later, all right? So you come back tonight. Praise God.